There are times in this life where I have to look at you, my dear friend, and say without question, without a doubt, my job is better than yours. <laughs> Today is one of those days, and to start it off right, it is the Baker's Seven Year. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. I am Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And the reason for the seven year, and if you are a fan of the podcast and you have subscribed to the podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcast, you know we've reviewed this before. It's because we have paired the bakers with pumpkin cheesecake. As you know, Fingers Malloy loves all things pumpkin spice. I'm fine with pumpkin spice desserts. I'm not fine with pumpkin spice whiskey. There's a difference. We'll and see. And the difference is clear. We will see. We are reviewing pumpkin cheesecake today we've got cheesecake factory we've got sam's club four pounder we've got a keto bourbon cheesecake and then we have a pumpkin cheesecake from cindy hawkins now cindy hawkins baker extraordinaire patisserie de art le art i can't it's french what do i know french trained uh baker here in indianapolis joins us right now cindy good to see you good to see you Thank and you. she came solely for the bourbon right here this Fingers Malloy is the Baker seven years. Something I actually love at 107 proof. A hand for anything over 100 proof gets a bit of applause from Fingers Malloy. This is seven years as it sounds 77% corn, 13% rye, and 10% malted barley. That is the mash bill. To be bourbon, you have to be at least 51% corn. The juice of the the, the whiskey, the bourbon, is uh, comes to fruition in a first-use American charred oak barrel. can only be diluted with water. It's the only way you can do it, and that's to bring down the proof, not to change the flavoring. Flavoring comes from the wood. You can char it more, keep it in the barrel more, do all sorts of things. This comes from the beam people. This is a lovely, lovely bourbon. This is a bourbon back then I recommended. I still recommend it is a gorgeous color. We have it poured in the Glen Cairn glasses. Those are those oddly shaped glasses. You're like, what's the point of that? It's so you can turn it on your side. I just spilled it on my computer and really get a look at what the what the juice looks like. It's it's a it's a lovely amber. It's a bit lighter than some of the other things we've done in uh, the past, but the nose is just perfect on the baking spice. Makes you puts you in the mood for fall. Put you in the mood for a pumpkin cheesecake. Fingers Malloy, as we all know, you love anything over 100 proof. Yes, absolutely. And on the nose, you get that. Uh, you, you could smell the alcohol uh, a little bit. and But also, there's that, that hint of vanilla. Uh, and it's it's like you said, I, I grab this and I think immediately, oh, wouldn't it be great to be around a campfire? Uh, right. Know, it's, it's got fall written all over it. I don't know if I'm going to even put it on a rock just neat it's going to be fantastic when you play with spices because you do uh cindy i mean you make a lot of different things you 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 make croissants and you make macarons but you also make magnificent chocolate chip cookies <laughs> so you, you 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 play in all these different places but like you're you're it smell is how much of a part of the baking process for oh, it's you it's a huge part right it really is yeah, be, I mean, and now so but is there are things that you know by smelling it no that's not right no, that doesn't belong. Um, or do you sometimes are like inventing and you're like, you catch a whiff of something, you're like, I know which direction I need to go. Well, baking not as much as cooking. You know, baking is more scientific. Right. Um, but, the, you know, there is that to some degree on certain recipes that you might want a little less clove or, you know, in something fall and a little bit more ginger or a little bit more nutmeg. 
Um, so you kind of play with, with it a little bit. But, you know, with, with spices like that, you typically use them in very small quantities because mm. they're pretty potent. And it's very true. Baking is science, right? It has to have the right amount of baking powder or baking soda. Yep. It's got the right amount of flour. Otherwise, you won't be able to get a consistency that you're going for. You can't make it up as you go. <laughs> no. And consistency is everything. In, in food preparation, right? Cooking, you can you just try it, see what happens. Yep. But for me, especially with baking, consistency, yeah. you know, uh, the texture is, is every a part of that. The texture on this. Are you ready for the baker? Yeah, well, I, I just want to make a comment about the baking. And I, I totally agree with you. Sometimes when I put my hot pocket in the microwave a little <laughs> too long, right? Trying to you know be all freestyle, trying to do something different, doesn't work out. No, I feel for you. Thank you. I really do. We do it neat. That's the way we do the baker seven, and then we'll bring it to a cube. All right, I'll let you guys go first. They're taking their sips. Cindy Hawkins and fingers Malloy right oh. there. She, you down that fine. You did just get back from a two-week trip to New Orleans. To New Orleans, yeah. Five days. I wish it was two. Weeks. It felt like two weeks. <laughs> Fingers Malloy, where are you on that first step? Well, after I did the Memphis Munch, Tony, it's called the Kentucky Chew. Uh, the Memphis Munch, Kentucky Chew. Uh, whatever part of the country you're from, it depends on where you are. That's what you call it. Uh, you know, you get the vanilla, a little bit of brown sugar. Uh, definitely, you're getting the 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 wood, the oak coming out. I need another sip. You need another sip. Take, I did. The, I, I always do a first two. sip, and then I do, you know kind of get the taste buds set get them right i think that's the way to do it take the first sip bring it in like that first sip very very slightest sting on the tip uh, and sides of the tongue definitely feel the heat in the chest all the way down from the top to the bottom it's always full heat it's always amazing how it impacts people differently like for me i did get a sting on the tongue but i'm not getting any kind of burn going down uh that, that you're talking about no i didn't get it not on the throat are you, you feel it on the throat? Right? <laughs> but in the chest, top to bottom, mm-hmm. I feel it completely there. This screams to me right now, and maybe I'm, this is different than when I first uh, reviewed it. It screams for a cube. Now, we do a big rock. You can pour it right on the big rock, Cindy. Okay. Or you can just take a chip. What do you recommend? I'm a, I'm, it's not that I recommend. It's what I like. Okay. I always go to see my, I go to the chip first, right? I want a little bit of chill. I want that water to open things up and kind of see where it's at. Um, this plays hot. Baker 7 plays hot. You're not, you, that's not you imagining it. The, the, the cheeks are, are warm inside, right? The whole thing feels like heat. And as I said, top to bottom, not overwhelming, but definitely like you just choose some Big Red. Like that's the, that's the cinnamon that, that, that I get out of it. But that's in the heat. I'm not saying there's a cinnamon flavor. That's a weird, weird thing, but that's that's how I feel it. Well, what I like about this too is when you when you're sipping on it, it definitely gives you the feel of not being an 80 proof whiskey, but it isn't overwhelming at 107 yeah. proof. It, it, you're not feeling like you're really drinking something that's incredibly strong. You see, once it's on the cube, the baking spice brightens up, the heat kind of subsides. Um, I think that the the one of the things I'm bad at is being able to determine oak, being able to determine the wood. I can do it in a cigar, no problem. I have a tougher time with it in, in the bourbon, but I'm going to argue that that is the flavor that I'm getting. There's that slightest hit of um, vanilla uh, that, that's there. The baking spice for me leads uh, all, all the way. Once it's on the cube, this is just lovely. This is absolutely re- this is really good. Now, the question is, is this going to pair with pumpkin cheesecake? You, Cindy Hawkins, you know what your pumpkin cheesecake tastes like over there at Circle City Sweets. Uh, can you order online, by the way? No, you can order by calling well, the shop. 
Well, that's not going to help everybody all around the country, now is it? I tried, people. I tried to sell her. Um, does this does this put you in the mood for pumpkin uh, cheesecake, or do you think this can complement by going the other way with pumpkin cheesecake? Oh, I think it would go nicely. I, you think I it's really going nice? Yeah, I think it really would. We're going to find out. We have four pumpkin cheesecakes to try. We've got Cheesecake Factory, mm. pumpkin cheesecake. We have the Sam's Club four-pound cheesecake. We have a keto bourbon pecan. Pecan? Pecan? Pecan. Pecan cheesecake. Uh, and uh, I don't know what you made, Cindy. I don't know what you made, but it's just a pumpkin cheesecake? Uh, it's, well, it's not just a pumpkin cheesecake. Uh, oh, uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> a little pecan shortbread crust. It's a beautiful pumpkin cheesecake. We will describe it in full, but the Baker 7, the Baker 7 is absolutely something you got to try. You got to go check it out for yourself. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So tis the season. It is October, soon to be November. It is the season of pumpkins. It is the season of the harvest. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, and we are taste-testing pumpkin cheesecake. Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy, great to be with you. Cindy Hawkins, baker extraordinaire from Circle City Sweets here in Indianapolis, joins us as well. We have four pumpkin cheesecakes to test. We have Cheesecake Factory, Sam's Club. We have a keto bourbon pecan, pecan, pecan cheesecake. And then Cindy Hawkins brought her own pumpkin cheesecake. The only cheesecake she makes because... Cheesecake is terrible? No, I love cheesecake. I, it annoys me because they crack. <laughs> oh, so the look annoys yes, you? they crack, and this one doesn't, and that, I love this one. So. That's not OCD at all. I know. Or in any way. So is that why so many of these companies will put you know, whipped cream or some sort of topping all over the top of it they so they can hide the cracks? They probably have it down to a science, so they don't have to worry about it so much. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm French trained. We don't really do a lot of cheesecake in the French world, but, um, but I certainly love to eat it. Now, the question that I've been kind of debating when we do this is, do I or do I not share the nutritional information? No. <laughs> okay, I'm totally doing it. This is, we have in front of us the Cheesecake Factory Pumpkin Cheesecake 10-inch, $54. Wow. I spent $54 on this cheesecake. You better love it. The, the rules were, come, it's chilled, like super chilled, like frozen. We'll say frozen. We'll say frozen. And that what you do is you, you, you leave it in a refrigerator for two hours, it'll be fine. I've done that. It's still a bit frozen. <laughs> a bit. And when I say a bit frozen, yes, it's totally frozen. It is. Now, we're still going to try it anyway. Um, it looks exactly as you think pumpkin cheesecake should look. It's got the perfect color. You can see the little specklings of flavoring going on uh, right there. Uh, you should know that one slice has 45 grams of fat. Nice. <laughs> uh, Tony, right now, he's, he's doing mm -hmm. the Kentucky Chew. The, the classic pumpkin flavoring. Um, I would say a touch overpowering, but they want you to know it's there. But I sometimes think it's, you know, it's cheesecake in general. It's got that tart kind of right. tang thing going on as opposed to a pumpkin bread, which is what I more prefer. Um, give me the review, Cindy Hawkins, Circle City Sweets, French trained baker. Where are we on this? No, I like it. I think it's got a really nice flavor. It's nice and creamy. Um, the crust is nice and thin. It's not like this really thick crust that it's hard to get through. Um, no, I don't think the spices are too much myself, but... No? No, I, I like it. I got to admit, it overwhelms me in touch. And fingers, you'll be happy to know, three grams of fiber per slice. Oh, thank heaven. Because, you know, yeah, when I think about keeping regular, I grab the cheesecake. I know. <laughs> uh, but to me, what, what's messing with me a little bit is I look at this, and it almost looks like pumpkin pie. 
So when you take a bite of it, you're expecting that pumpkin pie texture, but it's cheesecake. Right. But it's it's very, very good. What you don't do you not like pumpkin pie? Um, I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin pie. Why do I talk to you? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I used to teach uh, baking for a local community college and their uh, practical exam they had to make pumpkin pie. So I probably tasted a thousand pumpkin pies. I don't know. You had them make something that you don't even like? I did taste something that students made that I don't particularly care for. Yeah, but why didn't you do something else that you liked? It's because your class. Because it's a basic, it, no, it's basic technique in pastry. Baking a custard is very important to know and to master. So that's what they make. That sounds ridiculous. We're moving on. Well, but before we do, can yeah. I paint a picture for the listeners? Yes. Tony is very disciplined. He took... One and a half bites of the cheesecake, he already set it aside. That's right. Meanwhile, I've got half of this sliced down already. Are you going to do the other half? Heck, yeah, I am. So this is uh, because I will admit that I don't do it for weight loss as much as I do it for not being in anguish. I do a lot of keto things. I don't eat bread. I'm very, very low on sugars. It just kills me. It just absolutely destroys me. Your croissants, uh, Cindy Hawkins, which sounds just Dirty as can be on radio. Um, I, I love them. I, I absolutely adore them. I can't do them. So we do a lot of keto things. We do a keto cheesecake in the house. This is a keto pumpkin bourbon cheesecake with spiced pecan crust. This is from All Day I Dream of Food uh, dot, dot com. But we made some uh, variations here in this, in that it calls for ginger and it calls for uh, I think cloves. We knocked all that out. Didn't need any of that. We also used, um, instead of a liquid uh, stevia, we just used um, three tablespoons of Swerve. I don't even know what Swerve means. See, because you're you're real. Swerve (laughs) is like a sugar substitute. Okay. Right? So that's that's how uh, we did this. And you get to like nine or ten carbs per slice. So that's what we got here. So you know what? Just reach in and grab with your hands. I didn't bring the whole cake on this one because uh, my kids saw it and are like, why are you sharing that with terrible people? <laughs> and I said, well, because, you know, it's my job. And that's no way to talk about Fingers Malloy. You're so, a lawyer. Right? So it's topped with pecans. There's a glaze on it, right? This bourbon glaze that's on it right here. Um, I did try it earlier. I think it doesn't have the perfect cheesecake consistency. And that's because it's... It's never going to. Anybody who makes the things, right, that aren't the real thing. It's like, it's like how do you cook without butter? How oh. do you bake without butter? Well, you don't. Right. <laughs> right. How much butter goes in when you make croissants? So in an average croissant, which is as big as your head, right. how much butter goes into that? Well, there's butter in the dough. And off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you how much. But the butter book that goes inside is two pounds. And we get about 22 croissants per batch. So, so it's tw- two pounds spread out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not bad at all. Fingers Malloy is not a happy with the keto oh. at all and in any way. It's not a fair comparison because here you, you, you sit it right next to a Cheesecake Factory piece of cheesecake, which, by the way, doesn't taste like it was made in a factory. Uh, <laughs> but the keto, the keto cheesecake, you can tell that it's not using real sugar. Mm-hmm. And I, if this was standalone without me just having half of a piece of real cheesecake, I would really enjoy this. But you're really noticing the sugar substitute difference uh, in It's this. the problem. I mean, you, you, there's no getting away from it. For, for a guy who doesn't eat the stuff, it's just so nice to have a different texture. 
We, it's, it's the same thing, especially people who do keto. Same thing, same thing, same thing. It's a magnificent pain in the ass, right? So uh, you're not impressed, Cindy Hawkins. You just ate the pecan. Well, I wanted to taste the glaze. Right. Um, honestly, I, I have to say I don't really know a lot about keto baking. Um, but I wouldn't be upset if someone brought this to an event. If you know, I was at going to someone's dinner. Well, you wouldn't insult this. them and be like, hmm. Well, this isn't sucks. as trash as no, I thought no, it'd be. No, I mean, it's, I think it's good. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I like as much. It is a very different consistency. Um, it isn't that kind of dense, heavier uh, cheesecake consistency you expect. Um, but no, I think it, I think it's fine. I would it, go for the ginger personally. I would. You go, would I add would. the ginger. I do like the ginger in it. So yeah, I, I, I kind of wish I was in there. But the clove and the ginger just overwhelms me. People go a little crazy with clove. You gotta go really tiny with clove. It's a very, right? very, very strong spice. So you want to go really, really tiny. But the ginger, I think, would it would add a nice little kick to it. All right. You think it would have added a bit of spice to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So giving a little spice to your feel, and that would have maybe given flavor. a little more fullness in yeah. the flavor. All right. I think so. Well, I will be sure to tell my family that you insulted <laughs> their cooking. No! <laughs> and to hell with you. I love you. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's <laughs> wonderful. Good on you. You're a. You're just wonderful. So, so we have two more to go, and we want to get into what makes, like, w- what are the perfect flavors as we head into Thanksgiving, and how difficult is this stuff to make on your own? When we get to your cheesecake, Cindy, mm-hmm. how difficult is it? Can normal people do it? This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Tony Katz, everybody's favorite amateur America's favorite amateur drinker. I don't know your title anymore. I think I'm drunk on the cheesecake. I think uh, that's it. That's Fingers Malloy right there. Cindy Hawkins from Circle City Suites, baker extraordinaire, pastry chef, joins us as well as we are taste testing pumpkin cheesecakes and what makes a good cheesecake. And Fingers Malloy has set aside his cheesecake factory pumpkin cheesecake, but only for a short while. It pained me to do so, but because I know we got two more pieces of cheesecake left. We do. So you have to pace yourself? It's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, Tony. Is that right? Yeah. After you try all four, will it then be a sprint? Yes. Will you put them all in a blender? <laughs> yes, exactly. We only add a Nutribullet to make the cheesecake <laughs> smoothie. Nutribullet would make a great sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke You're Radio Show. You're not kidding. We are pairing it with the Baker's Seven Year. It's a fantastic bourbon. Those baking spices, that little hint of vanilla, bit of oak that goes along with it. Suggest you throw it on a cube. Get rid of a lot of that heat. This thing plays hot. Uh, but you put a cube on there. It opens up. You put a cube in there, right, Cindy? Yeah, yes. And how do you feel now? I like it. But, yeah. Right? Yeah. Easier to play with. I, The Big Rock or the Sphere, and I prefer a Sphere over the Big Rock. I think it melts easier. It melts slower. Um, I don't want all the water. It just ruins everything for me. I just want that little bit of chill, that little bit open up. That's what I did. I just took a little bit of cold water from some of my melted ice and put it in there to open it up and give it a little bit of a chill. But again, we talked about this earlier about how some things are, are just feel seasonal. And as we're getting into fall, I'm not as quick to put things on the cube as I normally would during the summer. Because the whole idea of icing it just... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fall. You want something a little warmer. So I, I've been drinking my bourbon neat lately. All I know is there's going to be a lot of coffee in my future. It's time for news of the week. Fingers Malloy, I'm going to eat cheesecake. What do you got? Tony, have you ever had Ikea's cheesecake? I've had, unless, unless it comes in cinnamon bun or meatball form. No, I have not. Well, you know, Ikea is, is a big thing, Tony. People go crazy about the Ikea. And Ikea now, they're doing something a little different. They made an announcement 
that they are going to start buying back furniture from customers and resell it in kind of a, a used furniture area of the store. Customers with as new items with no scratches will get 50% of the original price back. Very good items and minor scratches will get 40%, and well used with uh, several scratches will get 30% back. So, coronavirus turned IKEA into a garage sale. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Uh, why don't I just go to a garage sale? But I think the story... So, could I argue that they are CarMaxing furniture? Oh, that's a good That's a good argument. Now, the funniest thing about CarMax, which would also make a great sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show. What, I have sold cars and bought cars from CarMax. I think they're exceptionally good. Wait. Oh, my gosh. What's that look, Fingers? What... Do you have a story? Do you have a CarMax story? I don't have a CarMax story specifically, but I, I am going through the process of trying to buy a used car right now. Cindy, our favorite pastry chef, our favorite baker, just bought herself a, a beautiful little BMW, a convertible. Convertible, yes. Right? Because you're having a midlife crisis? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the no-haggle dealerships oh. where, you, where you waltz in and they're like, here's the price. Uh, we said we did all the research, Tony. We did the research, and we find this is a fair market price. I, I don't like that. I want to be able to haggle, and there a lot of these places are quite adamant when they say no haggle. There's no haggling. I mean, you can haggle on the back end about you know uh, extended warranties and and maybe the some clear of the, coat. You yeah. ever get the clear coat? <laughs> it's Fargo all over again, right? The one hour Martinizing on your car. Uh, they'll throw that in there for a fee. You can negotiate with that, but the no. That's why I'm. I made the face because they're a no-haggle car dealership. What you so, see on the sticker is what you get. So you want to haggle. Yes. Hold on. You just bought a used car, Cindy, from, from somebody on the street. Just some wow. random guy. You pulled him over just and said, excuse guy. me, yes, I would exactly like your car, please. Yes, that's right? exactly what I did. So you saw an ad. <laughs> I did. And you're like, I'm going to go check out this car. Yes. And then you test drove said car. I did. And you're like, I could see myself in this vehicle. I totally did. But I mean, it wasn't new. 2002. 2002. Right? You're like, I can go old school with this. Mm-hmm. And the guy had a price, right? Here's he the price. And what did you say? I asked him if he would haggle, and he said, no, <laughs> I still bought it. <laughs> no haggling. See, it's everywhere. Now, you've bought plenty of cars in your day. Have you? Do you haggle? Um. Yes. To the extent that I say, I'll give you this, and they say yes or no, and then I leave, right? So I don't know if it's so much haggling that I'm, like, going up by a couple other hundred dollars. Yeah. You know? Um, but I it, it never, I've never bought a new, new car. I once leased a new, new car, and that was fun, but I don't, I, I don't think I want to do that again in my life. So I've never... But this was a used car you're looking yes, at. Yes, it was a three-year-old car. And because... Wait, what kind of car was it? Oh, we don't really need to get into but that. But we do. We? No, we really I think everybody needs to know. No, we All really right. don't, right. do we? So, so uh, I, I drive an H3. Uh-huh. I, I bought used, right? Uh, I, I drove up to Grand Rapids, Michigan to buy it. Mm-hmm. So I have traveled to do it. Love it. The H3 is the greatest car I've ever owned in my life. So comfortable. So fantastic. And when you're smoking a cigar, you feel you could take over a small Latin American country. You're totally set. You're like in the zone. Right, Cindy has her 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 BMW. She has her uh, her midlife crisis vehicle. How's that going? The midlife crisis. Oh, I love it. The, well, midlife, the midlife crisis. crisis you know, we're getting through. <laughs> <laughs> but what a convertible you, makes it all the better. Convertible, Hummer. What were you? What were? You, what are you going to buy? Well, let's talk about my Chevy SSR for a minute. Tony. You do have a Chevy SSR. Have you seen? Is it here? No, it's not here. Oh. 
it's in yellow. It's the two-door Chevy pickup truck where it, where it's also a convertible. He, Hard top. It's spectacularly cool. So, but you needed something for the family, not for the family. No, for commute. You see, I. You need to commute. Part of you know, I've got sixty-two gigs, Tony. Right, and one of the gigs uh, requires me to drive ninety-two miles in a day. Ah, uh, so. Nope. So you need I something was, that's energy efficient. I was looking at a Chevy Volt. It gets uh, fifty over fifty miles on a battery charge, and then you couple that with gasoline. And for the first gallon of gas on a full charge, you get one hundred and six miles to the gallon. So I would theoretically be able to drive back and forth, uh, and then partly back again in my little route on one gallon of gas. So I would go through less than five gallons a week of gasoline. I so love how you tried to sell that to us, <laughs> as if somehow we didn't note Chevy Volt. I know. Now, I will tell I you, I have a business partner in Los Angeles who needs to move out of Los Angeles. Um, we'll tell you that the Chevy Volt is the worst thing he's ever owned, ever, 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 in his entire life. But you make a compelling argument. I just think you should make it a Prius or a Tesla. Well, a Tesla, I, what's great about the, the Volt is that you, you've got gasoline. So if the battery dies, it switches seamlessly over to gas. I don't have to worry about finding a charger and sitting around for five hours while my car charges. So that's why I'm leaning towards a, a Volt. And I've talked to plenty of Volt owners who are very happy. I'm sorry that your business partner doesn't like it. Um, but Did you consider the Chevy Volt, Cindy? <laughs> no. No, of course you didn't. Do you know why? Class. Look. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm saying you can. I'm not saying you can't get one. You can get one. Well, thank you. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm just saying when we when we do the show, I don't know. don't drive it here. I know. So I'm asking. I, listen, I, I I knew I was going to catch all sorts of he double hockey sticks when I said I was looking. You at You can't one of say those. hell on this show. I don't oh, know. Hell. But if you have a Chevy Volt, please let Fingers Malloy know. Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. So he feels, I don't know, better about himself. Well, the reason why Ikea is making this move, Tony, <laughs> one of the reasons why Ikea is buying back used furniture is they think that they're by making sustainable living more simple and accessible, Ikea hopes that the initiative will help its customers take a stand against excessive consumption this Black Friday and in the years to come. That's a lie. I'm look. I have no issue with IKEA. I bought things from IKEA before. Cinnamon buds. Kids are crazy uh, 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 about them, right? I've had the meatballs. I bought the furniture. That's not why they're doing it. It gets you back in the store to buy something new. They don't want you having excessive consumerism in other stores, right? They don't want you buying a crate and barrel, <laughs> which would also be a great sponsor. Eat, drink, smoke radio show. You know, it's the worst when it's a company that you like and you utilize, but you could see through the, 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 the marketing so easily. You could, I mean, that's just, that's I not just true. I just if someone checks to make sure they built it right. <gasps> oh. Someone's got to do that. Make sure, all the, make sure all the dowels are in there. Oh, now I'm never buying it. <laughs> you just ruined it for everybody, Cindy. Holy cow, that's, this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. The review of pumpkin spice cheesecake continues, and it's all because of a story we did on this show 
about a month or so ago. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, great to be with you. Be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts. It's at Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, all the places you find podcasts is where you will find us if you miss the radio show week in and week out. Cindy Hawkins, pastry chef extraordinaire, baker extraordinaire from Circle City Suites in Indianapolis, Indiana, joins us right now because we don't know anything about pumpkin cheesecake. We tried the Cheesecake Factory pumpkin cheesecake, and the synopsis was, this is the good old-fashioned pumpkin standard cheesecake. I am more expecting pumpkin pie, so I'm disappointed, not because it's bad, but because I prefer pumpkin pie. Then we tried a homemade keto bourbon pecan pecan uh, uh, cheesecake, and uh, Fingers Malloy thought it's the worst thing he ever ate in his entire life. I never life. said that. Uh, actually threw it up and said, how dare you? Didn't say that. But for people who can't do the sugar and everything else, it will do the trick. It really and truly will. What it won't have is the texture that you're so looking for. And that in and of itself can be a turnoff for people. What matters more, Cindy, when you're baking? Does texture matter more or does flavor matter more? Oh, I don't know if you can really pick one or the other. I mean, if either one of them are off... If either one of them are off, the dessert's really not there for you. Um, it's just really nice blend of both, I think. Right. I, I I will tell you, I can handle an off flavor or not as much of a certain flavor. I can't handle an off texture. I can't bring my. I, I, I will put. I will put it away. Oh, absolutely. No, that's an interesting theory. The food isn't normally in my mouth long enough to notice <laughs> texture. <laughs> all right. So this is the reason we're doing all this. This is from Sam's Club. Sam's Club, through Members Mark, makes a four-pound cheesecake. Costs about $17, $18. A slice is 430 calories, 26 grams of fat, and 43 carbs. Uh, sorry, fingers, no fiber. Oh. No fiber whatsoever. But it's a... Oh, my God, Cindy. Did you take a bite? I No, I just tasted it. I wanted to see what the bottom part was. Okay, so you're not happy with the crust? No, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, I, th- oh, I, th- you no, had I was a, laughing at you. You had a look on your face like, I'm never going to get through this. <laughs> she was disappointed about the fiber content. I was. Ah. I was so disappointed. So honestly, I will tell you, it's a much smaller piece than the Cheesecake Factory yeah. piece. The Cheesecake Factory piece is the traditional look of a pumpkin pie. This is a swirled kind of thing going on. It looks beautiful. Like, you would see this as a dessert in a restaurant, probably because they serve this as a dessert in restaurants. <laughs> this looks exactly like a slice of cheesecake that you would get on a Vegas buffet. Right? That's what it looked like. Even the, the, the cream on top, it looks like something straight out of Vegas. Right. There's just two little dollops of whipped cream uh, on it right there, right by the edge. The crust is a ra- rather thin. There's no real crust coming up the side. We ready to try this? We Absolutely. ready to do this? This is from Sam's Club. Members Mark. Limited edition. Pumpkin cheese. Is that like members only? I, no, it, it doesn't come with a jacket. Or or whatever his name was, the actor. Mm. All right. Here's the problem. The pumpkin doesn't come in until later, which is weird. It doesn't yeah. start as pumpkin, and it doesn't taste like cheesecake. That said, it's not bad. <laughs> no, I, it's a fine dessert. Uh, the first thing I thought of is I don't really taste any pumpkin. And right. I thought it would be very strong because it almost looks like that pumpkin pie texture you want swirled into it. And But if the pumpkin's... And there's not a lot of spice, there's... No, no, this this is made for Americans who aren't interested in flavor yeah. at all. <laughs> Oddly enough, it's not bad. It is creamy. It's it, Texture-wise, it's it's fine. You, you, you know, it's it's what you're expecting, but it's not cheesecake. I want to say for the record, it's cheesecake, but it's not what you think of as cheesecake at all and in any way. 
It's not. See, I feel like it's it, it, it tastes like cheesecake to me, but what I agree with you about is that it's it, there's just a hint of pumpkin. I right. mean, just a hint. I mean, you, you if, if, if someone just handed you a, this, you wouldn't think to yourself, oh, this is pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. With a cup of coffee, you would forget all things and be like, okay, this is satiating. Yeah. And that's the way you would do it, but not pumpkin-y at all. But you, Cindy. Yes. From your mind, you brought a pumpkin cheesecake. I did. When you make pumpkin cheesecake, talk to me about what, what is in it, what makes it different than other cheesecakes, or are you very much to a tried and true, do it simple, don't rethink it, don't don't overthink it? Well, I don't think there's anything crazy about it. I, I like the crust we do. It's uh, We use a pecan shortbread cookie as the crust. So, so you, you make get, the cookie and then you crush the so cookie. Yes, yeah, so you've got you've got a little bit of pecan in the, in the crust too. So it's not that graham. Like I tasted a lot of graham cracker in that one too. In the Sam's Club one. Sam's Club. Um, I think it's a graham cracker crust, um, and I'm not a big fan of that with pumpkin cheesecake. Um, so I, I like that. I think that adds a little bit of flavor, and I think the spices need to be there. And it, you need to taste pumpkin. And I, I love this recipe we've been using. This is the only one we use at our shop. I really like it a lot. So, But, I mean, this isn't what you normally make. You guys are more into the breads and the cookies. Right. We just do this in the, the pastries. fall. We've, we just started making it a couple weeks ago, and we'll do it through Thanksgiving. Um, we'll, we'll do it special order any time, but, but to have on hand at the shop, it's, we just do it through Thanksgiving. When we made the keto one, one of the things we left out was the ginger. Mm-hmm. And you said that was a mistake. I, to, for my taste, it was. It, but ginger's ginger is one of those weird spices. I think people think of ginger as like pickled ginger when they have sushi. Oh gosh! And no. so, so how how do you categorize ginger and why does it work in Thanksgiving spices? It's just sort of that that all spice blend. It's the cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and ginger. It's sort of like the the four spices you'll find in a lot of those fall like a Trinity desserts. or a Mirepoix. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of something, but it was four, and I couldn't come up with it. Um, the four horsemen probably would not be appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you just kind of, it just adds a nice blend of flavors together. Um, by itself, it, it's like adding lavender to a dessert. People add too much, and it tastes like you're eating a bar of soap. You have not to what watch I'm going how much, for. <laughs> you, yeah, you have to watch how much you use. Um, but I think it does, I think with the other spices, it adds a nice little blend. So in this pumpkin cheesecake you have here, what do we have? We do have a little bit of all four, a little bit of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and clove. Very small amount of clove. Okay. Because cool. I find clove could be overpowering, and I, I don't like it in my cigarettes, and I don't, I don't <laughs> smoke cigarettes, and I don't like it in anything. All right, so we're doing this. Right. It has, first of all, it has some heft. There's yeah. some weight to the slice, not an overpowering slice. Um, it has a good quarter inch of crust, if not a little bit more at the bottom, not up the side. It is absolutely the coloring that we're talking about that matches the coloring of the Cheesecake Factory mm-hmm. cheesecake, but it's more pilled, right? It's not a seamless smooth as the Cheesecake Factory is. Like, it's much more got the homemade feel well, and I look to it. Well, I also didn't have a very uh, exact knife while cutting it. So oh, that's not that, my, so that, that was that a dig on me. The, no, no. She used my credit card. To cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're doing this. Yeah, that crust is... It, it crunched. It crunched like a cookie. It really did. You ready, Fingers? Absolutely. Right, you do it. Fingers is going in. He has taken the bite. He's working it. You don't have to lie. If you, if you don't oh, lie, we, none of us okay. will lie. <laughs> Maybe we haven't met. That's pumpkin. There's no mistaking that that is pumpkin cheesecake. Uh, love the flavor. Love the crust. Um, the texture, to me... I, I don't know if it tastes like the, the texture as traditional cheesecake in my mind, but this is very, very good. So the texture to me is traditional cheesecake. It's less pumpkin than I thought it would be. 
and I'm getting some of the other stuff, and I would, I, me, I want to be more overwhelmed with pumpkin. Like, that's, that's it. But what I'm finding is I'm seeing all of it wrong because in my head I'm thinking pumpkin pie, and it can't compare. And what I've learned is I don't even want pumpkin cheesecake. I just want pumpkin pie, and I want pumpkin <laughs> bread. That's my problem. That tang that comes in from the cheesecake is totally ruining it for me. But I will tell you, it pairs great with the Baker 7. Yes, it does. And I got to tell you, I, what really makes this for me is the crust. It is that. Now, that's tremendous. That is something you can really work with. And it's, I mean, it's a good level of thick. You're paying attention to it. It's like, it's like the crust is serving up the cheesecake to you. But it's not a hard crust. That's what I like no, about it. Right. No, it it's easy. Nice, yeah. But I, I think texture-wise, uh, Cindy, you know I'm a fan. I've been a fan of yours uh, for, for years. The texture-wise is dead on. Thank you. Couldn't be... You know, oddly enough, almost from the top, it looks like it has a very flan kind of look to yeah, it. Is that dead. purposeful? Uh, just the way it is. <laughs> just the way it is. That is great. Cindy Hawkins, Circle City Suites. If you're ever in Indianapolis, you stop by uh, her shop, her shops, wherever uh, she is, and you get all the food. I'm telling you, the best chocolate chip cookie you will ever eat in your entire life. I'm glad you stopped by. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I'm glad, glad you drank bourbon with us. The Baker Seven Fingers Malloy. Great with cheesecake, right? And great with anything. At, at this stage of the game, it is. Also, the diabetes we have just picked up. <laughs> this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. With a belly full of pumpkin cheesecake, how do you even choose a cigar? Right? This is the story. This is the question. You've had the big meal. You've had the big holiday meal, perhaps the Thanksgiving meal, and you had all of the desserts. How do you pick a cigar to go with it? Well, there are two ways of thinking about this. Two schools of thought. You can go with the more dessert cigar, the things that has the more chocolate overtones to it naturally. I'm not talking about anything infused. Or you can go the other way. We went half the other way. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I am Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And this, again, we went back to the well, something we've done before, just in a different size. This is the La Coalition. Now, I'm a huge fan of this cigar because this combines the people of Drew Estate and the people of Crowned Heads, two cigar manufacturers that I absolutely positively adore but this is going on to the full this one here is called the sublime it's a double toro so it's six and a half by 54 what does that mean six and a half refers to six and a half inches long <laughs> always makes fingers malloy laugh and a 54 is the ring gauge how thick it is around <laughs> again with the laughter if it's a 64 ring gauge it's a full inch around this is really the top line of where i'm comfortable in the mouthfeel Right? Sometimes a cigar is too big and it's just uncomfortable. This cigar feels it. It's got a, just a touch of heft. It's got not only this beautiful dark brown wrapper where you can really make out the leaf, the oil is there. And for me, something I love, it doesn't make any sense that I love it, that, that very little touch of grit that's in uh, the wrapper itself. Flavor comes from uh, the, the wrapper. So this is a Connecticut Broadleaf. Sometimes you'll see Connecticut Shade. That's a lighter kind of cigar. It's the Connecticut Broadleaf that comes out of Nicaragua. It's Sumatran and Dominican and Nicaraguan in the binder and the filler. You're getting a little touch of sweet that comes through on this, a little touch of coffee that will build in. But right now, not working for Fingers Malloy because it's just got too much of a spice front 
and it's knocking you out from the. It's uh, no, contrasting it, with the pumpkin. It's 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 not that I can't stop eating cheesecake, Tony. <laughs> I can't stop. It's raining cheesecake. It's all over the place. But I will say this: I, you know, before we we started smoking the cigar, I said, you know, I don't know how this is going to pair. I mean, cigars right. and cheesecake. I don't think to myself, cigars and cheesecake together at last. But uh, I'm starting to get a little bit of the coffee from the cigar and coffee and cheesecake. Coffee and cheesecake is a perfect Plays pair. Well. And coffee and cigar is the perfect pair. I will tell you, because we te- if you didn't, if you missed it, we tested, taste tested four different pumpkin cheesecakes. We had uh, a, a, from Sam's Club, uh, the, a, a pumpkin cheesecake people rave about. From Cheesecake Factory, their pumpkin cheesecake. We made a keto bourbon pecan, spicy pecan crust pumpkin cheesecake. And our friend uh, Cindy Hawkins from Circle City Sweets, a baker here in town. She's really extraordinary. She really is. She made a pumpkin spe- uh, pumpkin cheesecake with a pecan cookie, sh- a pecan shortbread cookie crust. So good. That crust is brilliant. Yeah. That crust is brilliant. I could have used, as I told her, a little more pumpkin in the flavoring, but it was perfect texture for a cheesecake. And that crust is like, okay, give me more of that on almost anything. I like to see when people do stuff like that where they do something a little bit different and it go with the extra mile by using those, you know, their cookies in the crust instead of just a traditional graham cracker crust. Hey, we'll right. just grab some graham crackers. They use their own cookies. It's just a fantastic touch. Now, this cigar is, I think, going to be a fantastic touch. I'm waiting to see where we get. This might be something you have to fight through. That is not about the cigar. I'm really a huge fan of what they put together here and how they put it together because it is it is twofold. It's an absolutely glorious construction in a cigar. They just did such a good job in, in putting this thing together. It feels right in every way. It makes you feel like, all right, I've, I've got something here I don't have to worry about. Secondly, the smoke yeah. coming off the cigar is exemplary. Yeah, beautiful kind of kind of white, almost a bright white, and burning with just absolute ease. Even the ash is in that exemplary kind of thing. Sometimes, and, and you're right, it may not make a difference to the flavor itself, but to the experience. These are the things that I'm looking at and looking for. Now, how we're experiencing the cigar might be different from you because we just had four different kinds of pumpkin <laughs> cheesecake and the Baker 7 bourbon. You have to write down what you've been eating because it's going to change what you get out of the cigar. It's going to highlight things that you get from the cigar. What's the weather like? All of these kinds of things do impact. Get yourself a notebook and write things down. But as a cigar, I find a La Coalition, which you can find, depending on the size, anywhere from $10 to $14, it, it can't be beat. It's just, just wonderful. And e- I don't know if I have a full box in my humidor, but a five-pack, easy. Throw it right yeah, in there. Very easy draw. And, you know, mine's canoeing a little bit, but that has more to do, I believe, with user error <laughs> than anything else. But I turned it around. That's not bad. Canoeing well, it's, is when it's, it burns up one side. Right. And it looks like, it looks like no, a canoe. No, it was a lot worse, but I did what we, we've talked about before, where you turn it up because the heat rises, and now it's, it's becoming more of an even burn it's a very pleasant smoke. It is super, su- it's funny. For, there, there's a lovely amount of flavor in it, right? But it is so, it's so well constructed that it makes it an easy smoke. I am a, I will admit, I'm a crazy fan of what Crown Heads uh, does in the J.D. Howard and in the Four Kicks. I'm an absolutely insane fan for Drew Estate in the Ratzilla. 
right? I used to, of course, I started with the 9 and the T52, and I found that those, those aren't as much cigars for me as the Ratzilla is. And oddly enough, for a while there, the Feral Flying Pig was, to me, the best constructed cigar in America. Well, then I came upon this right here, and I've kind of, a touch moved away from that, although I still enjoy the Feral Flying Pig uh, very much. Just everything about this works. Now, in this size, as, as the Double Toro, Right, which is a six and a half inch by fifty four. Uh, uh, the the Toro would be six by fifty two, and then you could do it as a, a Gordito, which would be kind of like a larger scale Robusto, five and a half by fifty. This size just lets you know you got to give it a little bit of time. You got to allow yourself to take this cigar in. I'm talking ninety minutes here. That's why it's this is a questionable size for whether or not it is the after Thanksgiving cigar. <laughs> Most people, because of weather, depending on where they live. And because of time, maybe they don't have the, depending on when they eat, they don't have the extra time, would probably go with the Gordito, right? That, that, that five and a half inch by 50, lovely size, easy to manage, and you'll get a good hour out of it, right? Yeah. That'll be, be very, very comfortable. Yeah. Um, and, but I wouldn't recommend, I wouldn't think that this would be a cigar that you would hand to, to a newbie. Tony, I think do you that's think? a good question. I don't know, right? Um, Someone who's never had a cigar before, probably not. Somebody who smokes every now and again, I wouldn't be afraid to give this to them at, at, at all because I don't think there's anything here that overpowers. I get that they call it a medium to a full. I understand why they do. But I still think, especially if you were dealing in that smaller size and there was just a little bit less cigar, maybe uh, I would feel more comfortable. I'm just a fan. And honestly, after all that cheesecake, I need to relax <laughs> and put my feet up Pour myself a cup of coffee and get into the smoke. The La Coalition from Drew Estate and Crown Heads. I, I just love what they do. I love what they've put together in this cigar. And again, anywhere from $10 to $14 a stick. There's a few of these in your humidor if you are thinking at all. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Boy, we sure love answering listener questions, Tony. We do? Here at Eat, Drink, Smoke. I mean, we do. By the way, this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. And if you want to submit a question to us, a good way to do it is to find us on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony. Or Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. That's where you can submit questions. And, Tony, we have a question from Jake B. from Twitter. He said, I want to get my dad a few good cigars as a gift, but I don't know much about them. What would you recommend? I know he likes a medium smoke. You didn't want to buy your dad a car? Most people buy their dad a car. I mean, that's if, that's if you really love your dad. So I'm adopting you, apparently. Well, <laughs> let us... It's, it's a good question. The problem is there's not enough there, right? I need more information to really be helpful. So Jake doesn't know much about cigars. What about his dad? What does his dad know about cigars? What does his dad usually smoke? What is his dad's flavor profile if he knows any of it at all. So I got to go with, I got to pick things. And remember, I didn't get the question, right? You're asking me the question right now. I don't see the questions when they come in. You guys handle that. Uh, so I'm getting the question right now. Uh, there are two. There are two cigars that I think I could suggest. And the first is the Oliva Siri V. Oliva Siri V was Cigar Aficionado Cigar of the Year. I forget when. I think it was like 96 points on Cigar Aficionado. There's never a moment where it isn't just really, really Really good. The 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 Oliva, and then you can also get into the Oliva Milano, right? Which you can get in, in a Robusto. It's like a five-inch cigar there with a lot of that Nicaraguan flavor. I find the V just 
there's there, it's always in my humidor. I never say no to it. It is just a really well put together uh, cigar. I don't find it to be overwhelming by any stretch. Touch of leather, a touch of pepper, sure. What I find more is that it has more cigar flavor. It's just a better cigar flavor, a tobacco flavor, I guess is the way I, I, I want to describe it, right? I just find it to be wonderful. And it comes in, it comes in a variety uh, of sizes, right? You can find it in, in, as, a, as a 54 inch, you can find it, uh, or 54 inch, as a, a five inch by 54 is the ring gauge. You can find it almost as like a Churchill 7 by 52. Uh, they, they sell it uh, as well. You can even get into a, a, the, the, the double Robustos on it. You can go as a, as a Gordo, uh, and, and that's a 60 ring gauge. That's a pretty honker of a cigar. I wouldn't recommend that for your dad at, at, at all. I would probably go into that Bellicoso a 5 by 54. That's a nice, nice size. The other one is the Arturo Fuente 858. The 858 is just a very simple classic smoke. And the reason I love it, Cameroon wrapper. I'm a sucker. I am a sucker for a Cameroon wrapper. Like the in, like, like, like an inside fastball, I will always <laughs> swing, right? It's just the, the, the 2003 Rocky Patel vintage Cameroon I love. The CAO Cameroon is fantastic. I love the Cameroon wrapper. The 858 is not pretentious. The 858 is not trying uh, to, to be anything. It's not good tobacco flavor. And works everywhere, right? Golf course, done. Uh, the, the clubhouse, done. The back deck, done. After four pieces of cheesecake, done. <laughs> the 858 is one of those that easily just sits in your humidor, and you pull it out when you need it. Bachelor party, boom, the 858. So, oh, yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll see Florfina on the side of the box. Florfina, 858. That as a gift. For your dad, if, if your dad's like, hey, I like cigars, and you, not knowing much, want to be able to enjoy it with them, not too high a price point. I think you can find them between like $9 and $12 a stick. Um, so I don't know, a box, do the math. I don't know if it's a 20 or 24 in a box. Just a crazy huge fan. It's, you know, it's funny that you bring those two up because you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I opened up two tabs to talk about this, and the first one was the uh, Oliva Serie G. Oh, okay. And the, the Serie G, again, a box press torpedo. Um, and you can get a Churchill, you know, for seven dollars a stick. So it's really a fantastic value. You know, I never smoked the G. I will admit, I don't. I I smoke the V or nothing. I got to admit, but the V is always there's always a couple in my humidor. It's that I think it's that good. Well, I, I was drawn to it because it's a Siri G, and I sit next to my grill, and in my mind, the G stands for grilling. See, just the see worst what I did kind there? of person. And then the other stick I chose was the Arturo Fuente. <laughs> 858? Eight. Yeah, I mean, because, listen, it's it's a good smoke, consistent. I haven't really ever had a bad one. and Never. You're going to find that anywhere. That any, any tobacco store is going to have the 858. Now, again, the 858 is great, right? What it isn't is overly complex. For me, it's big tobacco flavor. Now, tobacco flavor can mean a lot of things. I'm a big fan of leathers and earth flavors, in, in my cigars. That's what I enjoy more than anything. I like the creams. I like to catch a little bit of, uh, of, of the nut flavors that are in there as well. Lately, I've been playing around, you know, things that are a little more wood, a little more hay, because I'm trying to, you know, even for myself, I, I, I do this all the time, trying to expand, trying to grow and see where it is my palate can take me, see if it's developed in a way that I can actually pick out flavors. But my, uh, I, I started today with an 858. 
Did you? I started. Wait, it's somewhere. There, there's this. There's the rapper right there. I started today with an eight five eight. Oh, I'm an absolute huge fan, and this came very recently because for whatever reason in my head, and this this is true. Like we all do this with brands. We find that there are brands that we like and brands we shy away from. Every now and then, you got to ask yourself, why do I shy away from this brand? I don't know why I shied away from Arturo Fuente, but I did for years. And when I say for years, I mean a decade. Like, now, now I started, when I first started cigar smoking, that was there. And for whatever reason, I, I moved. And you don't really know why. You didn't, it's not necessarily you had a bad one. It's just you just kind of drifted away. One of the cigars that I started smoking in the beginning was Perdomo. Right? Nick Perdomo doing a heck of a job. I think they were having this really kind of wonderful resurgence. And then what happened, This so this is... A little more than a decade ago, um, my palate one day changed. Like, I, I got sick, right? A flu, whatever, not, not anything serious. And my palate changed. And so, for example, one of the weird things that happened is I always liked uh, room temperature water. Now I like water with ice. Mm-hmm. That happened after I got sick. And cigars. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I actually got myself <laughs> a little emotional. I was going to get into a thing. Cigars that I used to be like, this is my flavoring gone out the window. I had to reteach myself my palate all over again. So one of the things I shied away from was Perdomo cigars. I'm not anti-Perdomo. And so I started having this conversation with myself as we're doing this show. And, you know, what is it that I really want to experience? What do I want to kind of grow out here and realize one thing I'm missing because I'm purposefully avoiding because I have this idea in my head that isn't based on my reality today. So... The name, the label, the this, the that. Blah, 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 blah. Try things. It's why I keep a notebook. It's why I keep a journal. And it's why I, I re- recommend writing to people. And so getting back to the 858 has been an absolute pleasure. For me, back in the 90s when I first started smoking cigars, it was punch cigars. I would always gravitate yeah. to punch. And I think I've had, since we, we started doing the show and I've rekindled my love affair with cigars... I probably have only had one punch cigar, and I don't know why. The after-dinner cigar is very good. It is rated right. highly on uh, Cigar Aficionado. I think it was 93, 94. A very good cigar. I may have to revisit it. It's, it's you change, and you realize that you, sh- you should allow yourself to go back and try things and kind of see where you've grown and see where you've built. But uh, for, for Jake, uh, the, the Oliva... I prefer the V over the G, so do me a favor. Trust me on that. Don't listen to fingers. <laughs> uh, and then the 858. The eight five, the eight five eight, uh, a, a box can be in your humidor anytime. If you got an event, you can bring a box. Perfect, perfect smoke for almost any occasion. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Eat Drink Smoke. It is your bourbon cigar foodie radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. You look like you're in pain. Are you all right, Fingers? No. Is it too much cheesecake? No more cheesecake. No more. We have a few more slices in the back. No, no more. It's waffle thin. No more. Four slices of cheesecake. We'll do that to you. You got to make sure you check out. If you missed any part of it, the podcast at Apple Podcasts, we've been reviewing pumpkin spice cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory from Sam's Club. We made a keto uh, bourbon cheesecake, uh, pumpkin cheesecake, and... And we uh, had our, our friend uh, Cindy Hawkins of Circle City Sweets, great, great pastry chef, French trained, uh, make one of her uh, pumpkin cheesecakes so we could try the, the difference. And we are drinking the Baker's Seven Year, which is just good. Yeah. The Baker's Seven Year is just so, so good. And, and 
worth having, uh, worth putting. Um, I think you find this as, as a bottle. Um, I, I found a couple different prices for it. Uh, in, in that higher 70, 80 range, uh, I, I found it. But oh, I saw it 55. Did you? Yeah, fifty-five dollars. See, that's bottle. what's so crazy. When I find something and then you find it, it drives me. That drives me nuts. And I'll tell you something. This is we're coming up on the best time of year to buy bourbon because right around Thanksgiving, the holiday gift packs start coming. You're up. ridiculous. Am I ridiculous to buy bourbon for the glassware? It's not just the glassware. You get the glassware and the bottle, and it's usually at a discounted price. It's usually less than what it normally would cost for oh, the bottle okay. by itself. So you'll see a lot of bargains out there where you can get a Woodford Reserve gift set, and it'll be ch- cheaper than a bottle I've of Woodford never, Reserve. I've never looked for a Woodford Reserve gift set, but now I'm going to. You need to. Now I'm going to. Uh, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of the La Coalition Cigar, Crown Heads and Drew Estate, coming together with this one, this medium to full here. Uh, this is the Sublime uh, that, that we're smoking. Uh, the Baker's uh, is it's just really, really nice with that baking spice. That heat is there, but threw a cube on it, just a nice chip, and really just mellowed that heat right out and and enjoyable. Definitely uh, at your local bar, check out uh, the Baker 7 and give yourself some time with it. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Tony, do you have Snapchat? I do. Really? What's, yeah. your, what's your Snapchat handle? Is that I, what the kids say? The I, Snapchat handle? Um, uh, a Breaker 1-9. <laughs> I believe no. Here I am on. Wait, where am I? Who am I? Hold on. I, I got I got added by somebody. These people have added me. I got three new friends that added me. I never go to Snapchat. I don't know. What am I? Tony Katz? The Tony Katz. The Tony Katz. I am the Tony Katz on the Snappy Chat. I freely admit I don't know much about Snapchat. But Neither do I. I. I know one thing. Who uh, someone who should not be on Snapchat is a Republican House member uh, in Pennsylvania, Aaron Bernstein. The leadership of the Pennsylvania House Republican Caucus are calling for him to resign after video clips on his now deleted Snapchat Snapchat account surfaced, showing him encouraging his five-year-old son to take a strong puff of a cigar and use profane language. What? He encouraged his five-year-old son on Snapchat to take a puff of a cigar and use profane language. And now there are calls for him to resign. What? He took. <laughs> I, okay, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Why? Why? I don't know if you have to resign over that, but there's a reason not to record things. There's a time to put the phone down. But even bigger than that, you want your kid to smoke a cigar? I have, I have, I have my kids, and they see me smoke a cigar often. It would never dawn on me. But if we are at dinner, you know, I'm Jewish, Shabbat dinner or one of the holidays, and they want to have a sip of wine, that's a cultural thing that happens everywhere. You're a five-year-old on a cigar? I Maybe you have to resign because you don't have the brain power <laughs> to represent me. That's gross. I, I'm sure my dad... Thanks the good Lord that social media didn't exist when when he was parenting uh, a young Fingers Malloy. Uh, while he didn't encourage me to smoke cigars, I mean, I don't know if this happened with you and your dad, Tony, but you know, my dad would give me a sip of beer when I was really young. Say, you want a sip? You could you could try sure. this beer. I I know even if there were social media, I don't think that he would have said to my, himself, "It'd be a really good idea if I put this on the internet right now." That. 
but it's it, this is actually a two parter. Usually, it's like, why would you put that online? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just a flat out dumb idea to be like to your kid, "Hey, smoke this." Your kid doesn't know. How many adults do we run into who don't know that you don't inhale a cigar? Right. You don't inhale a cigar. You bring it into the mouth. You bring it into the sinuses. You toast the palate. Then you bring it out. If you can bring it out through the sinuses, that whole concept of retrohale, right? To be because your because your your nose is able to pick up scents and flavors that that your tongue and maybe your palate can't, and so it's a whole experiential thing. Your five year old. It's insane. It's like when you hear the stories of, I locked him in the closet with a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> right? Let him teach him. Well, the other Schmuck. thing that's so frustrating, we've talked about this for months when it comes to government rec- regulation and the FDA, treating cigars like cigarettes and acting as though cigarette manufacturers are marketing to children. And they're not. And they're not. And here you've got a guy who apparently is into cigars, is playing into the whole thing by saying, hey, young lad, sit on my lap and take a drag of my cigar. First of all, you don't take a drag of a cigar. I'm saying he said a drag of a cigar on Snapchat. Is that what he said? I'm saying that. He didn't oh, say okay. that. Oh, okay. Because now it's going to get even worse. Uh, this isn't going to you know, change anything. This is not about marketing. There is no marketing that happens to children on cigars. It just simply doesn't happen. This is a dumb guy. It's a dumb guy who will probably lose his gig because he's a fool. Also, don't give cigars to your kids. Don't give them cigarettes. This is don't smoke cigarettes at all. That's just dumb. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I hate using the words dumb and stupid on radio. Even in my other shows, I don't ever use dumb or, or, or stupid. When I do TV stuff, I never use dumb or stupid. It ends conversation. It really does. This is dumb and this guy's stupid. You know what's stupid? The deals you can get right now on airfare, Tony. <laughs> because you, know, you just love a good segue. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, the coronavirus has impacted. Coronavirus, tra- what's that? Uh, exactly. Has impacted the, uh, the, the travel industry. Fares have been slashed like crazy. Listen to this, Tony. At one point last week, Air Canada was offering flights from Pittsburgh to Tokyo. $173 round trip. Now, here's the question. If I went to Tokyo, would anything be open for me to utilize or would I have to quarantine for two weeks? Because I am not afraid of traveling. I would get on a plane. And for $173, we're going to Tokyo. Like, that's an immediate vacation. Kids out of school. Why not? If I could experience any part of Tokyo life, I would absolutely do it. But I have to look into what they're doing with coronavirus. Well, we're having quarantines in in the United States. Chicago just uh, made an announcement that they don't want people going to Indiana. And if you do, you're going to have a 14-day self-quarantine. Right. People from Indiana, because there are some rising rates in, in our state. Right. And by the way, rising rates because there's rising there's rising hospitalizations. But that doesn't mean that there's rising deaths in terms of mass numbers, right? A lot of doctors will tell you that the virus is different. It's kind of changed. People have changed to it. And one of the reasons we're seeing an increase in cases is because it's colder and more people are now indoors together. And okay, uh, I told the story, my parents got coronavirus. My dad is 82. My mother is 73. My father got coronavirus and the flu at the same time. He spent 36 hours in a hospital. They sent him home. My mother, coronavirus, and they said, oh, yeah, it's quarantine. She went for about four or five days of just super lethargic, super tired, couldn't get out of her own way, lost her taste, and uh, is, is now fine. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you because I've heard other people talk about this. 
when people lose their taste, does it come back? And does it come back like For it her, was it's before? For her, it's come back. Okay. Is it the same as it was before? I don't know if she knows yet. But the point is, 82 and 73, and and they're they're over it. Which is not to say that other people haven't been or somehow they did something wrong. I'm not saying anything like that. But I do wonder whether or not it's the same. Uh, but if I wasn't able to, you know, go about enjoying Tokyo, I wouldn't go. If I could, I would totally go. I would go to Tokyo before I went to Chicago. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, it's not that I don't like Chicago. It's just, oh, yeah. It's $173 round trip from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, I'd drive to Pittsburgh to do that flight. I would definitely do that. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So we've gone through on this show what people are eating for Halloween and what states are ranking as their best Halloween candies. And the one thing I have seen is that people are ready for Halloween and they're figuring out ways to do it. And the kids are going to go trick or treating and they're saying coronavirus. We're doing it. You know, that, by the way, was it was one of those right there. Eat, drink, smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. Always a pleasure. Glad you're listening. Tell your station how much you love uh, the, the show. Right. Tell them, tell them, tell them. And if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe and write a review and leave a five-star review and do all the things. Well, there's finally now the list of the top 10 worst Halloween candies as we get ready for the season. So you know what you can immediately throw away from your kids' candy as you steal it from them. Now, you and I had a discussion a couple of weeks ago, and you state, stating for the record here on Eat, Drink, Smoke, that you don't believe uh, a candy should be considered candy if it doesn't have chocolate. I believe candy is chocolate, and everything else is questionable. Now, there are some things that still get through. A Twizzler is candy, as I see it. But licorice is licorice, and that's number 10 on the list. I would not eat licorice ever. You like licorice? Oh, I like licorice. Red, red licorice, uh, if, if there's a bag of Twizzlers in the house, it's gone within a day and a half. Twizzlers are different. Twizzlers don't count. Why don't Twizzlers count? Because Twizzlers are not licorice. I thought Twizzler says licorice right on the on the bag. Twizzlers are completely different. Okay. Because Twizzlers, oddly enough, are fruit flavored, which is why, even though they shouldn't be candy, they are candy. Number nine is good and plenty, which is also licorice and is old school and nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. On this list is the ever popular, wholly disgusting, the worst candy ever to be created, Tootsie Roll. You could not be more disappointed when you're trick-or-treating and you, you throw your bag open and someone throws three or four Tootsie Rolls in your bag. Devil scat. <laughs> I have been calling Tootsie Rolls <laughs> devil scat for a million years. It's so despicable. It's like, when, it's, it's like having a Werther's original, except I would gladly accept from you a Werther's original. Oh, just Tootsie Rolls are awful. Number six is Necco Wafers. The problem is Necco wafers are they, they shut down the factory. They did? Yeah, oh, they don't make them anymore. I mean, that's an old school 50s kind of candy and they just don't do but it. But they still make Tums. <laughs> if Tums you Tums were a candy. Honestly, <laughs> if you wrap them up and give them to kids, first of all, you probably go to jail for that. But oh, the laughter. <laughs> and the best part is the kids would feel better after about 10 minutes <laughs> and eat more candy. That's right. You see it's a win-win. Uh, number 5 on the list is Smarties. Smarties might be an exception to my not candy rule because while I would eat a Smartie... I'm brain farting on what a Smartie is. Uh, it's, it's, it, they come in, uh, in the cellophane wrapper, right? Little pigtail thing on each side, and there's like 20 of them, and they're little like discs, thick, but discs, 
And they're they're right. Okay. Yep. If if it came in a Pez dispenser, you'd say it's Pez. Yeah. Except Pez is just gross. <laughs> but the, the dispensers are fun. The dispensers are fun. Pez is just gross. Smarties, Smarties might be a candy. Number four is wax Coke bottles. I'm sorry. I I I was not born in 1906. <laughs> And I have no idea what a wax Coke bottle is. You've never seen wax Coke bottles? No. It's it's wax, and you bite into it, and it's got the goo. <gasps> I know what that is. That's not candy. It's terrible. That's terrible. That is awful. You, you know when you, like, if you had braces, and you'd have to chew on the wax? Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I did that, and I, I regret every minute of it. I mean, let's let's just chew on candles. We'll yeah. go down to the, the little candle store and pop some candles in your mouth. That's what it is. Number three on the list is circus peanuts. Have you ever had a circus peanut? I mean, I've avoided it. I've ne- I just looked at it. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Oh, I love them. I was a young, fat kid, and I knew I could get fat through something else. Thank you. I loved them when I was seven. Then I turned eight. <laughs> and I haven't had one since. Now, number one on the list is candy corn, and I specifically skipped number two. Because number two in this list comes from silive.com. Number two is a peanut butter kiss. We're not talking about a Hershey's kiss. It's a generic little kiss-shaped thing. It comes in an orange or, or black wrapper. I've never, I've never had it, but if it tastes like peanut butter, what's so wrong with it? I don't know if this is a regional thing. I've never seen these before. And no, I, I would think, I, but by I the actually, description, I would like them. Do you see the photo? Do you see the photo? If you scroll all the way down on the list, you'll see the photo, and they're just black. They they actually look like they're wrapped as like hard candies. That's what it looks like in the wrapper, but they're black and orange as opposed to like the cellophane. Well, I just deserve to be on the list. I don't know. It's peanut butter. Peanut butter. The problem is peanut butter in and of itself, not candy. Peanut butter surrounded by or connected to chocolate candy. It sounds like a poor man's. Reese's peanut butter cup. It, you know, the chocolate and the peanut butter. I, it sounds but it good to doesn't me. say it has chocolate. It's just peanut oh, butter. Oh, it's just peanut butter. I thought there was chocolate. Right? So, okay. Then it's not candy, but I don't even understand its purpose. Why not just hand out, like, jars of Skippy? Here you are, kid. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> your pandemic. <laughs> Get ready for a cold winter. Through the... Through the, the candy shoot. Right? I mean, just right through the candy shoot. You can't do the big 64-ouncer. <laughs> no, that'll get all clogged. You know what the candy shoot is, right? People are buying three-inch PVC pipe, and they're decorating it, and they're, they're affixing it so it'll go from your door to the, like, like to the walkway of your house, and so that way the kids don't have to come too close. Right. Which is three quarters crazy and one quarter, I just love it, the idea so much, because it lets people feel good and somehow like like they're doing good and be a part of the thing. It's great. It's like Halloween shoots and ladders. That's what it is. If you made the kid climb a ladder <laughs> to get to the shoot. Uh, then there is the ocean spray dude. I've never seen anything like this story in my life. His name is Nathan Apodaca. And Nathan Apodaca, I don't know how old the guy is. I'd say he's in his 50s, but uh, heck if I know. He shoots a video of himself cruising down the road on was he on a skateboard? Yeah, skateboard. And he's got his like a selfie stick or a phone in one hand. He's videotaping himself. He's got a bottle of Ocean Spray Cran Raspberry <laughs> in the other. And Fleetwood Mac's Dreams is playing. And it's just him skateboarding like on a freeway down the road 
this guy doesn't have a care in the world. Nathan is, the, is where you want to be in your Zen life at, at any moment. So this thing goes viral. More than 2 million views. It goes absolutely nuts. Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac makes a parody video also with the bottle of Ocean Spray. Brilliant. Grand Raspberry. Ocean Spray, I can only imagine the amount of free advertising, earned media that they've gotten from this in the tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, not just that, Fleetwood Mac. Right. The, the, the downloads, the, the, the paid uh, albums that, that they, they sold. Right, people have been buying the song. It's, yeah. it's been ranking, and yeah. they're thrilled. Ocean Spray bought this guy a truck and loaded it up with Ocean Spray and said, you know, keep on cruising or whatever, you be you. They now sell a Nathan Apodaca Halloween outfit. He's bald, right? It's mostly bald. His head's really shaved, and he's got this mustache, and he's got uh, uh, this sweatshirt that says "Steady Vibin'," <laughs> <laughs> and they sell the whole damn outfit. It's like this is this is what I most love about people. They saw something like that guy's having fun. Let's have fun with him. And they want, and so they did. I don't know. I don't know if you had to buy him a truck, but I think it's hilarious. It, it's funny, and it, it is hilarious, and to see that people are going to dress like him for Halloween. I mean, it, it, certain things happen right around Halloween that capture the Americans' imagination, and then a Halloween costume popped right. like four years ago. Ken Bone, a guy who asked oh, a question debate. at the debate, and he had a red sweater on, and next thing you know, three weeks later, there are Ken Bone Halloween costumes. Are people going to go as Amy Coney Barrett, the Supreme Court nominee? <laughs> Just oh, walking around with a pad of paper. Right. I, I love this. I love the story, the Fleetwood Mac connection, how people are now buying Fleetwood Mac songs. I think, I think it's just fantastic. The cigar, guys, is the La Coalition. And it's just, it's just so well done and so well put together. Definitely in that uh, medium to full body. Uh, the Baker 7, the bourbon, yeah. At $55, yeah. It, it's a bigger bourbon, 107 proof, definitely some heat. You're going to enjoy that. And as for the pumpkin cheesecakes, our thanks to Cindy Hawkins of Circle City Suites. Uh, go have some. Let us know what you think of the pumpkin cheesecakes. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.